Hey girl, you feel that? That's boyfriend material. This is episode 22, Murder by Numbers, from 2002. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two. And this episode's brought to you by Nylon. Oh, you mean Nylon? No, that's boyfriend material. What is nylon-y about this movie? Nylon is the strongest fiber of all the carpets, with excellent resistance to abrasion, insects, molding, mildew, rot, and many chemicals. Ooh. I was uh, trying to find a nice generic carpet fiber that you can be sold at many stores or planted as evidence. This, right off the bat, this is not a good movie, but this is a fun, goofy movie because it is... Crazy. Compared to the movie we did last time, which I really didn't like United States of Leland, this was a complete breath of fresh air for me. It felt kind of lifetime-y. I actually found it really enjoyable. You're right. By any metric, this is not a good movie. For me, it hit all the right notes. I was happy with it. So this is... Let's play a game right right now. So this movie... Okay, there's, there's, there's two parts of this game. I don't know which one is crazier. So this movie, at least to me, looks... Like shit. Like it doesn't look. It doesn't look it's like sloppily made, but it looks like yeah. One takes. It looks low budget. It yep. looks whatever. Guess what the budget was on this movie? Six million. Fifty million dollars. Holy fuck! What? It was like thirty-five to Sandy, and then like fifth, like ten to Gosling, and five for the movie. It had to be. I tried to find this out last night, and Sandra Bullock only made twenty million for Gravity, a movie where it's only her. So there's no way she got more than like. 10 or 15. Gosling is a nobody at this point, so he's yeah, not he's, getting... he's not in anything. We're going backwards. He's like, we're getting to like the bottom of the barrel. He's like, this is one of his first movies. Yeah, I don't know where this money went. And then the other crazy thing is that this movie was shot by, cinematography by, the guy who did Suspiria. The original Suspiria, which is like a hallmark, a landmark in Italian giallo cinema. Like, you know, one okay. of the most famous Italian movies of all time. This guy who shot that movie shot this movie. I'm like, I don't know where. Maybe a lot of money the went money to him. Went. I don't think they get paid that much. I don't know, man. It is it is wild to think about this. It kind of has a feel like it should have been a huge movie in theaters, right? So it made 56 worldwide. So it wasn't a total bomb, but it didn't do very well. Because if it put any money toward marketing, it was just, it, it lost money. Um, it made like 23 or something. Or maybe like, maybe it made like, th- like, 20, like half in the US and then half the rest of the world. It definitely feels like a TV movie, though. Like, that's what I think my it description feels, of lifetime-y. Like, and for it them, looks like it. It looks like it, and it feels like it, yeah. This is a Saturday afternoon special. This is a this is a lifetime. You're sitting at home folding laundry. It's Saturday afternoon. You start it kind of in the middle. Doesn't really matter too much. They're going to unpack everything for you anyways. So there were a lot of mixed reviews about this movie, too. There was, like, okay. I think that's like a 30% ish on Rotten Tomatoes, which is about the same where Leland was. Roger Ebert gave this three out of four stars, though. Yeah. In retrospect, someone, I think, on the AV Club or something said, like, this could have been, like, a really wonderfully delightful bad movie except it feels like Sandra Bullock playing Sandra Bullock is sort of bringing it down like she's bringing credibility to this movie in a way that the movie it, like it doesn't isn't doing the movie any favors <laughs> she's too good for the part that she's actually supposed <laughs> that's, to play that's a fair that's a fair assessment like if we would have replaced her with like a two bit lifetime actress yeah. this movie would have been a blast like even it's sort of the the realm that I'm more familiar with, like the sci-fi original. And I don't know a lot of that, but like, like when they do Sharknado, they have like Tara Reid, right? Like some like washed up, yes. like used to be big, is no longer big. Like this is not an, an insult to Sandy or to the movie. It's she just should like, have been bigger than this movie at that time, is yes. what you're saying, which is fair. It's like she is doing too well here 
for for the for what the movie desi- requires because like her backstory like this tragic backstory about how she like got married at 16 and got beat up at 17 and got almost killed at 18 and yep. put her husband away like it's like the most not cliche but like the most oh i know like it's like the hard boy like what we were sort of guessing the hard-boiled detective with like you know a troubled past it is just why what is happening i like it was fun though I had it was so much fun. fun watching this one. I, I, mean, I will never lot. watch this again, though. I, I have a feeling I could watch this again when I forget about it. Because it's, it's bland enough that I'll forget about it in, like, a year and a half. And if I, like, saw it on again, I'd be like, oh, this was a lot of fun. Like, Rachel watched a little bit at the beginning and then fell asleep last night when I was... And then I watched the rest this morning. Mm-hmm. And I could watch it again for her. Definitely. I think it's fun. I like gossling in it, too, a lot. I went to bed last night, and I woke up to, like, six questions from you, like, I don't know what's going on. Who is this person? Like, what is this, what's the relationship? And I was just like, oh, he is diving deep into the world of murder by numbers. I was just confused because at the beginning, this was a perfectly passive movie for me to, um, you can watch, but you don't have to give full attention to. I had, like, looked at my phone for a second, and when I looked up, it was, like, the very beginning scene with Gosling and, like, American Beauty Kid going on there. Wait, Michael Pitt's in American Beauty? No. But he just seems like the kid from American Beauty. Oh, because he's, he's the one from, you might you probably know him from Boardwalk Empire. Nope. You never watched that? Nope. Feels like a show in your wheelhouse. I watched the first season, I didn't like it, um, and I turned it off. He looks familiar, and he, he's playing this, like, brooding teenager. That's why I was just getting the American Beauty vibes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, He and Gosling kind of seem like they're in a relationship. Because they're, like, drinking together. He was, like, choking him a little bit. It was just, like, weird. And then they were, like, friends after he's, like... Because it, it starts out with them, like, planning the murder, but you don't know they're planning the murder. He's like, I'm gonna kill you. And he's like, no, they're gonna find your fingerprints on my neck. And, like... And then they're, like, drinking together afterwards. And I was like, were they doing, like, some kind of weird almost sex game. You're skipping over how the movie begins, which is one of my least favorite, if not maybe my least favorite trope in movies, which is show oh. the climax at the first scene, and it's their suicide yeah. pact, and then it goes bang, and then it cuts to black and it goes to credits or whatever. And I'm like, I stop, stop doing that movies. Like, I know this is like almost 20 years ago now, but stop doing that. Yes, It's not fresh. It ruins the end of the movie, because you know at some point they're going to get there. It's fear that your movie is not interesting enough to get to that point. Like, you need some kind of way to keep the viewer engaged but like if they're in theoretically in theaters they're not walking out like they're already they paid the money to see it you know what i mean so i I don't know it bothers me when movies do that because it's like i know exactly where this is going to go luckily or not so luckily whatever there's a couple like crazy twists that happen after that moment in this movie but still we know that they're going to get back to that cabin which we see in the early in the early going after that that the scene you're talking about yep like we know they're going to get back there they're going to be on their knees, suicide pact, and it's just like a matter of time waiting to get back there. Just like, come on, man, stop it. I think it would have been more interesting if we would have just like seen them existing and wouldn't have known that they were the murderers. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, though, that uh, we'll, we'll get to the guesses later, but I was not exactly right in my guess, but I did guess that Gosling was a murderer. We talked about in the Leland episode that uh, we wondered if there was going to be any more Gosling as a murderer, and this is now two in a row where he's a murderer. Two in a row, yeah. Whose idea do you think it was to murder? Do you, I mean, it sort of feels like a joint decision, but do you think it was more him or more Michael Pitt. It feels like more Michael Pitt and then he just sort of brought Gosling into the fold. Yes. I think it was Michael Pitt. I'm going to call him that now because I'm not because I don't know his character name. Yeah, neither do I. I don't know anybody's character names. It's but it's not necessary because it's a lifetime movie. It doesn't really matter. I think that he led Gosling along to believe that Gosling was driving because he knew he was narcissistic enough to believe that he would be in charge. So this is and this maybe will I think I think that's definitely part of it. There's a there's sort of a twofold thing, and I think 
what you're saying is the second part of this. So this is a movie, this is the fourth movie that was based off, which I'd never heard of, the Leopold and Loeb murder. And I don't know if you know these, these were in like 1924. No. And it was these two guys who basically uh, murdered a 14-year-old and then basically taunted the cops, like, you can't catch us. So their whole thing was that we're too smart, we're going to plan the perfect murder, and because we're going to be able to get away with it, we didn't do anything wrong because we're like absolved of our crimes because we're so smart we planned this out so well. Spoiler, they were caught. Even, really, in the 20s? See, this is, this. we talk about this a lot. Man, murders would have been so much easier before DNA, right? Because all you need to do is be like, no, I wasn't there. Like, the finger, whatever, you know? Yep. Like, yep. with DNA now, you're like, oh, fuck, like, they put you there. You and they even talk gloves. about that in this movie. Because yeah. Gosling's like, you can't take fingerprints off skin. He's like, well, yeah, you can if you have, like, the magnetic blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, there's hair fibers and there's skin fibers and all this different stuff. And that's what they they plant that evidence. But anyway, so this is the fourth time uh, Alfred Hitchcock made the movie Rope, which I think is oh. all one shot, which is uh, yeah. based on this murder. I knew about that movie. I've never Richard seen Fleischer it. Richard Fleischer did Compulsion, which I don't know. And Tom Kalen did Swoon. And so this is the fourth, and there hasn't been one, I don't think, since. But there's been four movies basically about two cocky young men, I guess, thinking that they could plan the perfect murder and get away with it. It just seems like that's never going to happen. I mean, that's sort of the, the, the punishment here. They're never going to happen. And then that's sort of the, the twist, kind of, at the end. Sandra Bullock basically gets Gosling to admit or, like, convicts Gosling of the murder, and then she's like, yeah, but I, I know you did it, too. And, like, she gets both of those guys. She gets both of them at the end. So, like, separately, but also together. Yeah. One other thing sort of behind the scenes, this was directed by a guy named Barbet Schroeder, who is only notable to me because he directed a Nicolas Cage movie, Kiss of Death, where Nicolas Cage plays a character named Little Junior and bench presses a stripper in a strip club. You told me about this. Or no, you know what I heard you I heard you talking about this with Marco on the Marco interview episode. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know where to begin with this movie. Let's talk about let's let's wind up with Gosling. So let's talk about Sandra Bullock first as this like what I what I feel is typically a male role? They spoon-feed you the male role thing because, you know, they call her the hyena. She says, why do they call me the hyena? Because they have a mock penis. Like, you could take that as you will. She seduces the new assistant. And he says, what are you doing? She says, it's called sex. It's fun. You should try it. Yeah, and it was like, Rachel and I were watching that part, and it was like, we were like, damn, this is really creepy. Like, she's like sexually assaulting her partner, brain-wise, we always give it a free pass, right? I don't know if we give it a free pass. I think what you just said there, like, it's uncomfortable because it's it's new. Like, it's not something that you normally see before. And so you're like, oh, this stands out. Even still, when we see this happen, we could be like, oh, it seems like she's, like, pressure-fucking him a little bit. At the same time, we're like, we do the South Park, like nice like i'm not like offended by like this isn't this isn't like a rape scene in a movie you know what i mean like like it doesn't make me feel that awkward like i'm like like this is interesting and then i'm like but yeah i could be that guy like if sandy forced herself on me i'd be like oh i don't know what i'm doing this is also a good time to bring up that this is the movie that we knew about that gosling and sandra bullock met on and, and dated for a little over a year she was how far they, apart are they in age by the look way that up when they first started dating he was 21 she was 37 and i asked they dated for like fourteen or fifteen months, Gosling and Sandra Bullock, like for like summer to summer, basically o two to o three. They're fucking working, so it's not like you know, like movie relationships like last longer because like you don't really see the per- like if they're both doing movies, like he probably went to go do Leland. That's like two months. I'm saying like training for it, flying, seeing the sets, getting the sc- whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna be busy enough, like as an actor. I'm assuming that you don't really have time. And Sandy's probably doing other movies at this time. Fourteen months of a m- of a movie star relationship isn't fourteen months 
minutes of you in the house with that person. It's true. 24 hours a day. Yeah, I think you're overestimating how busy actors are, but I also do think that you're right that she's probably, especially her, I don't think this is him. By it's a long-distance relationship for all intents and purposes, just compared to that, where, like, you can string this along for a lot longer versus, like, Love Island style where you're, like, locked in a house together and you're yep. incubating a relationship. I feel like it's way closer to, like, I, I'm definitely grossly overestimating their busyness, but at the same time, like, you're not going to be holding hands the whole time, so... I don't yes. think it's that long, is what I'm saying. I, right, right, I think 12 right, yeah. to 14 months, It's like it sounds like it's like, oh, d- they were dating for a year. In my mind, I would probably s- uh, scale that back to about like three, four months maybe, like in normal people time. I think being an actor is sort of a lonely, isolating profession that's fair you need someone else in that field. And, you know, it's got to be hard True. to meet people. I agree. And so if you connect with someone of any age, do that, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't that's know. a fair point. I get it. There's a lot of professions that you're like, I could pretty much only date somebody else that can understand this. Yep. Not many celebrities really have, like, normal person, like, long-standing relationships, right? Like, it sort of feels like they partner up because, like, it's the time suck, the attention, all of that, where it's like, oh, someone else, like, you it, You might think that you know what it's like, but unless you're in that situation, you have no idea what it actually is like. Yep. This is also a movie in which Sandra Bullock gets attacked by a monkey. I was going to say, this movie could fit so many podcasts on the network. Sure, Monkey Club, absolutely. Monkey Club, it's a Gosling movie. Yep. It's a high school movie, shout out Brian Rodriguez. True, Whistle uh, Thinking was originally almost a Sandra Bullock podcast. There you go, Sandy, and... Gosling is driving some some hunky American muscle right there, too. So That's I was true. thinking this could have been a pit stop on uh, Too Fast, Too Forever. I was like, when I was watching, I was like, oh, there's a lot going on here. Two car facts. After production wrap, Gosling kept the Jeep Cherokee used in the film. Oh, that's cool. He didn't take the Mustang. He took the Jeep during Grand well, Cherokee. So that's, the, that's the thing. So the, the Mustang, um, the one that he drives, is the same type of car driven by Steve McQueen in Bullet. Which, again, oh, even even more bullet. so, Too Fast, Too Forever. Um, and he said Gosling suggested the car be used as he's a fan of McQueen. I think answering Stephen McQueen is, like, one of your favorite actors as as an actor boy is, like... So he's, like, a slightly slightly more modern James Dean. Yeah, and it's, like, it's but it's but it's the equivalent of saying, like, The Notebook was your favorite movie as a high school girl in the time that we grew up in high school. It's, like, yeah, like, I, like... Steve McQueen. I like James Dean. And you know yeah. what I mean? You're like, come on, man. You're like a 20-year-old handsome actor. Of course you do. We fucking know that. Duh. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, this is how you got into this. Like, what a terrible answer. I like Goss a lot, but like, God. Well, I mean, we, we sort of have, have come to realize that a lot of his, his choice, like, he sort of, he likes the indie scene. I feel like he is a very specific, like, it feels like he, he sells, he pulls it off, but, like, in, in a slightly skewed lens, it feels like he would be kind of that pretentious boy that, you like, you don't oh, want for to sure. talk to. He, I don't think he would be a kid I would have been friends with in high school. Because he'd have been like, no, I'm studying for my acting. And you'd be like, shut up. Like, this kid is so fucking annoying. But look where he is, man. He's a great actor. Look where he is. Um, I think the only other thing I really want to say about Sandra Bullock's character is that the movie, and this is more sort of about the, the structure and the story than it is about her, but the movie has her and her young partner confront them very early on. Like, the final confrontation begins, like, 70 minutes into the two-hour movie. Very like, fair. I agree. They just call them in. They're like, okay, we know definitively. Like, they even say, like, we know it was them. Now we got to figure out why. Well, it's like, you don't really need to figure out why. Like, if you have the evidence, you know what I mean? Or maybe they're like, yeah. we know it's like, we know in our gut it's them. We need to, like, prove it or whatever. Like, I get that. But they're like, we know it was them. Let's figure out why now. They call them in and they have, they separate them. 
and they're you know talking to one another. Then they all sort of go their own separate ways, and then they all converge back on the cabin again. But I was like, this is a really like it felt surprising how early it was, but it also didn't feel too early if that makes sense. Like it felt like it sort of belonged there. I was just like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where like half of it the the criminals know the cops are after them. You know what I mean? Like it sort of feels like they're sort yeah. of skating by for a while, and then with almost half the movie left, they're like, okay, now we're like on the run basically. And it felt like a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was part of like the setup, right? Like they were like, oh, they're gonna be on to us. Like they they gave them clues that in- implicated themselves. Yes. Because they like put the boots and stuff like that. So like they were trying to get found out. They just weren't trying to get this found out. Yeah, because I think that's the that's that that goes back to the actual crime, right? It's like we're so smart that like we're gonna like basically oh they were my boots yeah like you said they're my boots but like they were stolen so they're not they're, I didn't I they couldn't have done it or yeah. like like they're just so overt about everything i think it really nails the the nails the teenage bravado though oh yeah for sure absolutely at this point in my life i could never have been like yeah i could get away with a murder i'd be like no fuck no fucking way but like at 18 i'd be like i'm smarter than the cops i could probably get away with a murder that's what you're kind of rooting for and rooting against right like it's the hubris it's like the young dumb full of cum to talk about uh, point break that's what makes it intriguing. It's like the sort of the, the kids from opposite sides of the track. Like, and that's also why it sort of works the way it works. Cause it's like, they're never going to be seen together. So like, why would they have planned a murder together? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I think it feels, it feels, it gives it a realistic dynamic. Definitely. 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 Anything else to say about Sandy? I don't think there's much more to say about Sandy. I think that she... No, you, you nailed it at the beginning when you were saying that you think that she gives... She lends an air of credibility to this movie that it doesn't deserve, and it could have been more fun without her, only because she is still a great actress, and she plays very well in this movie, and it makes it more serious than it should have been. Yeah. You know, Michael Pitt's obviously a really good actor. Gosling's a good actor. Sandra Bullock is a great actor. Like, it feels like if this was in a more competent production this could have been like a great movie but instead where it is it's sort of living in that like you're saying lifetime hallmark or sci-fi world we're just like tv yes made for tv movie yeah. yes so let's talk about uh mr ryan gosling he's buying weed at 400 dollars an ounce this was a uh, imdb trivia he's better take me to space or better take me to the moon for that and they're like oh well 16 years later he would play neil armstrong in first Man. oh i didn't even get that i was so hung up on that like that's a very expensive ounce of weed a laughably expensive ounce of weed and then he tells him he was giving him like the friend deal anyways and you're like no you're not how many people did they kill in this movie they killed the drug dealer they killed the girl yeah is that it that's it that's all that i counted their tactic i guess makes sense it's the it's like the force them to make it look like a suicide gosling looking like he's straight out of making meth in breaking bad or like dexter in the clean room the jacket it read one thing to me oh no i'm not talking about that i'm talking about when he actually murders people oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay he's in the i, I want to get back to that well we'll get back to the red jacket because the red jacket gave me ideas but I don't, I don't i can't exactly place what it is but yeah like the like he's in like a full body plastic suit so he doesn't like drop any skin or hair fibers yep. goggles on saran wrap on his head yep and it looks like he's you know walter white jesse pinkman or just dexter like, he looks like he's professional at what he's doing which again feels like i guess i guess they were pretty good i mean they still got caught but it feels like that's you know that's pretty thorough no they they nailed it they, they definitely had some ideas and and it it works they're doing a better job than most people would do as criminals like trying to plan the perfect murder i think so what do you think in terms of the red jacket what were you getting flashes of it looked to me and especially especially now that you said that he wanted the car that james dean had it feels very much like gosling was like i want a jacket like brad pitt in fight club 
Oh, okay. I'm also thinking now because you said now that you you mentioned James Dean again, like I said before. But like, I think Rebel Without a Cause also has like that leather jacket. Like, it's the same oh, kind of it? like badass tough boy, whatever, right? I want to know the timing of when this came out and when Fight Club came out. Three. Ooh, wait, hold on. I think it's three years after Fight Club. So yeah. So I think that like yes. he's coming up in the scene. He sees a mysterious runs the show kind of guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I want a jacket like in Fight Club. It fits the whole like." Gosling's young, dumb, full of cum, and 20 years old as an actor. I'm going to be awesome. Like, I, like, I want the world to see me as Brad Pitt, <laughs> you know? And you're like, you'll get there, bud, but, like, don't force it. So, But I don't know whose choice it was to wear the red jacket, so. So speaking of actor choices, I just tweeted it out, because, like, last night I tweeted the gif of, let's first talk the about Ryan Gosling doing Devil Horns, listening to Iron Maid's Number oh, of the God, Beast. Oh, God, it was so good, I know. You didn't tell me, and what's the one that was better than that? Well, I just put it on Twitter. It Let is at it the out. end of the movie when he's threatening Sandy and he licks her face from chin to forehead. That's a power move, dude. Wait, did you see that in the movie or did you look away? No, I didn't see it. Go on Twitter right now. I need you to see what this is. If you had seen it, you would not have not said something to this point. <laughs> Insane. It's incredible, dude. And that was something that he improvised. He did? So he he didn't he didn't just do it, but he asked him like it wasn't on the script, he asked Sandra Bullock, like, do you mind if I do this because I feel like it would play into my character? And I guess In a said, very yes. gossling move. You know, oh I'm sorry I have to hit you. Do you mind if I lick your face? It'll like fit the the vibes of it. So what happens is at the end of the movie where they have the suicide pact and it turns out that Gosling's gun was empty, he was gonna have Michael Pitt kill himself yes. and not and not he wasn't gonna die. They start to fight. They start to argue. He's like, you don't even have guns in your bullet. You're going to let me kill myself, blah, blah, blah. And then Sandra shows up. Sandy shows up at that moment. Sandy shows up, yep. He sh- and then he- Michael Pitt runs to her, and he tries to shoot Sandy, I think. Gosling tries to shoot Sandy, hits Michael Pitt, and then he like sort of runs outside onto this like balcony overlooking overlooking this like cliffside, like the waters. Yeah. The balcony is like tipping and trembling and wobbling. And she notices it. She's like, oh, this railing, like he's choking me against the railing. So I have to like break this railing free. So she starts kicking it with the back of her foot. He's choking her. He licks her and she kicks it and he tumbles to his death. Um, And then Michael Pitt saves her life. And then she's like, cool, thanks for that. By the way, I know that you did it too. The tumbling to the death part, I thought that was going to be the second gif. Because it's like so CGI'd and Gosling's like, no. And he's doing the like fall into the pit thing. And it's like, it's just so, it's beautiful. I mean, that was great. But I just like the, the lick. Licking just, the face. Yeah, I missed it. And it's it's incredible. Man, what a, what a, what a powerful ending to this movie. I, and you're right. I did like the, the like the devil horns, like mm-hmm. headbanger thing. I like it because he seems uncomfortable doing it. Like it doesn't seem like Gosling really likes metal music. But like, I thought that he was doing it as like a joke to the girl and the, like what, that's outside the car. I thought that, like, she likes metal music, and he's like, da-da-da-da-da, like, yeah! And, like, making fun of... You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, if your friend likes a certain song, and you're like, oh, here's your fucking song! It, it, it felt like it could have gone either way. Like, it felt like either yeah. he was into it, or he was making fun of it, or just trying to attract her. Like, I don't know where it was. Like, I kind of... I guess sort of... It, it had the United States of Leland vibe, where it's like, I don't know what they're committing to. Where it's like, this could be any number of things, but I enjoyed it because it was just... He was so dedicated to it, whether it was genuine yeah, or... Yeah, it seemed fun. Sarcastic. This movie, there's a couple gifts I was just like, oh boy, this is kind of wonderful. There's also, we see in this movie, a, a sex tape between Gosling and who the, the blonde who like Michael Pitt had a crush on. Goldilocks. 
that's yeah, that's Sandy her. Cole's, that's all I called her because that's Sandy Cole's or Goldilocks. Yep. So that's a. I think that may be our first Gosling sex tape. <laughs> Definitely the first sex. Probably. I mean, if you don't count us watching the movies as sex tapes. Oh yeah, it's the first my... time we see Gosling. And I took all my notes and just sort of like I, I didn't have any most released boyfriend material moments. I guess we can sort of talk about that because I was just like so. Oh, you didn't? I, well, I, I didn't did. write any down. I normally write them down. I normally like emphasize what's what. But okay. I was just so like I can't not write down just like the craziness because it felt like every five or ten minutes uh there was something that i've not never seen before but something that was like why is this happening now like it yeah. felt in that way like the lifetime hallmark movies it's like oh like they're just trying to like get people back from a commercial break uh <laughs> here's a monkey attacking sandy here yes, is the a, monkey a thing was sex tape so here's fucking weird sandy dude. opening a car door into his face this is you know here's yeah. michael pitt punching him in the face like gosling just keeps like even back here gosling keeps getting hit in the face i think car door is gonna have to be nominated for best punch in the face we're gonna put both in there but car door for sure but michael pitt punching him and then sandy opening it this is what's kind of weird is that there she's crossing a line like she's sort of snooping when she shouldn't necessarily be snooping feels kind of you know I, I, she feels unethical about it or whatever and then gosling sees her snooping goes up to her he's being an asshole like, he also gets like a little raby before like he isn't like he just gets aggressive and then like she hits him like but he he kind of smells it out of her right he's like oh yes. do you want like me to hit you do you want like it is forceful and rapey but because he's right that she like pushes people away and kind of is like this it makes it feel less wrong to me the movie frames it so that it's not a bad thing i don't i don't want to say it's not a bad thing but it feels like it's like a cat and mouse but it's it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable i'm saying but the movie sets it up to show you that she is really forceful with the partner first and then you get the Gosling thing, and he's like, do you push people away? D- did you want like to be like me to be rough or something? And you're like, yeah, it's it's trying to vindicate giving you that scene so you're not like, you don't hate Gosling for doing it. Mm, it's not going to draw you out of it. No, it's not going to... I think that they knew that it was going to play bad, and so they try to give you a moral out of it beforehand and that acknowledgement of it means that they knew it was bad he knows that she's damaged and so he's like i'm going to i'm gonna prey on you even more and i feel like her aggressiveness toward her partner is not good but i feel like it's just a result of the fact that she was abused as a child as a as a child bride essentially right like like she was not always this way her past led her to like not know how to interact with men and see like sex as like a power thing as opposed to an intimacy thing or whatever and i feel like he sees that she's broken and preys on her and i think you know even though we're watching this movie for gosling this is very clearly both in terms of the way the movie's made but also just like good cop bad cop like Sandy is the star. Like, you're supposed to be rooting for her, not for Gosling. So in this moment, even though she's shown aggression toward the partner, she's still the victim here. And I think that even if it's, like you're saying, sort of less aggressive because of what she's done earlier, in a different view, it's almost more aggressive because he knows that she's fucked up. The movie shows what she does, maybe to lessen this, but also you could think about it like he's only doing this because blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I also think that my Gosling scope is playing into this because we just saw him do Leland where he talks to the girl and she like wants him to be worse. He often, a lot of the times, he'll play a character that he finds a damaged woman. And he's like, no, I'm the only good guy in the world for you. And he's like, I'm not going to play to your weaknesses. And then, you know, you have Robert Durst when he plays Robert Durst and you're like, 
oh, he's just a psychopath. In this one, it's a little bit more like, it's cool to see him play to the weaknesses, like, because it's, it's a role that we don't normally get. Like, like I said, like, in Leland, he asked the girl yesterday, like, what? Like, do you think I'm going to hit you or something? Because it's, like, so unbelievable he would do it. So for him to, like, to see him play this, I was like, oh, that's interesting, too. Yeah. Is there anything else about this movie that you want to talk about? I guess we can, we, uh, let's, we can save our mostly spoiler material moment ideas for when we do that later, but is there anything end, else, yeah. any other moments, any other craziness that you want to point out before we uh, trailer and Google and stuff like that? The monkey scene is so bizarre. Where'd the monkey come from? Was the monkey ever teased? Yes, and they do... They bring it back kind of like when they're talking about all the fibers, right? Yeah. That's when we first get the like the foreshadowing that there's going to be a monkey in this movie. Really? Yes, because they say like, oh, there's going to be like a fiber from the carpets and they're like going through all the fibers. And then he's like, and then they're going to find a hair, but it's not human. Because then she gets attacked by the monkey and then we cut back to them. They somehow know that she got attacked or something like that. The one kid turns to Gosling and goes, oh, I guess they found the monkey then. That is crazy. So they, like, knew that there was a monkey. Like, they were setting it up. We, as the audience, didn't know. They knew that there was a monkey. and they put that, was, the that mo- a, was that at the drug dealer's house? I think so. I think okay. it's, like, in the back den of the drug dealer's house. Okay, so which would that make makes sense. Slightly more sense, yeah. Yeah. That it's a place that Gosling's been before. I also like that we see... <laughs> Again, just so like I, I like I want a movie kind of about the, the the drug dealer because he's also doubles as a janitor at the school. And I don't know if you saw this, yes. but when Sandy and her partner show up to the school to yep. like question Gosling and Michael Pitt because they already feels like twenty minutes in the movie know it's them. I guess because they're also kind of not hiding it. Like they're yes. just like oh, an hour into the movie, like I had paused last night, and an hour into the movie, they were already like on their trails. And yeah, it's no, a two-hour movie. They solved the case very quickly. Yeah, it's just a matter of like basically proving why, or why, figuring out, like, why they did this. But anyway, yes. they go to the school, and they're, they're interviewing the two of them, and they're both, like, nervous, but they're also high schoolers talking to cops, blah, blah, blah. But then the janitor, who is the drug dealer, sees the cop, and he... <laughs> Cut, where like it's so he perfect. sees them it's and so he perfect. like looks like like he's in a cartoon like looks eyes left looks like right and then he just like runs away it's like dude no he like drops the he ditches the cart behind like a pole and just like walk like it's that it's that like i'm gonna say it's like the ocean's 11 scene you know like once you like run out of the doors of like wherever you're running from if you can like to blend in you like slow down and stop but he's wearing a full janitor's uniform so he like like walks and like is like pushing the cards like shit cops like just dumps the cart and's like doo 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 and like walks away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't make eye contact. They'll never notice me. <laughs> They'll never notice me being completely weird and uh, you know not normal at all. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so Joe, if if we're you know if we're asking Ryan Gosling the most important question, hey Gos, what's in your hands? What's in your hands, Gos? Lots of cigarettes this time too. Lots of cigarettes. Oh, the art. Hold on, let me show you the art for this episode. Oh, right? yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. We got cigarettes. We got a gun. Multiple guns, maybe? Like murder things. Murder accoutrement. Yeah, mur- yeah. <laughs> Murdered hors d'oeuvres. You know, because he has like a bag and fibers. He has the fibers in oh, his hands. Oh, of course, fibers. Um, he's got the $400 an ounce weed. <laughs> True. He's rolling a joint in this movie, which is actually really awesome. Because you don't see a lot of like joint rolling in movies. Mm-hmm. That aren't specifically drug movies. Like in drug movies, yeah. like, well, there's, like, you spend a lot of time. But yeah, this is just like a Yeah, casual, like a Seth like, Rogen movie is going to have yeah. three joints being rolled in the movie. Yep. But I'm yep. saying like in like this murder movie, and we see Gosling doing it, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. He's got Sandra Bullock's throat in his hands. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sandy's throat. Devil horns on his hands. Yeah, like the car he drives again. Sandy's door. Oh, her keys. He, he, he tries to reach around and steal her keys when they're in the, like, the passionate stalking mode. Yeah. The fucking disc for the sex tape mm. and all the video camera things. Yep. Yes. Like the video cassette, the disc yep. for the sex tape, all of these things. He has those too in his hands. All right, Joe, let us watch the trailer from Murder Dude, by Numbers. Wait, hold on. His, his fucking dungeon lair, his murder lair... Is so weird. What the fuck is going on there? Are they, so I'm, I can like only... the cabin, or are you talking about a different place? Because his murder lair, like Gosling's murder spot, is that in his basement, he has like a full Saw-style murder chamber mm. set up in the basement. He like lives at home. I mean, obviously, we never see his parents. They Wait, where are to. his parents in this movie? But they don't know. She said they live like orphans with credit cards. Okay. So it's, like he's, he's playing again like Leland, where he has rich parents... A big house, nothing to do, okay, and and money, and they just like let him like he's like they're like never around. The place that he takes the girl and and they finally strangle her is in his basement. It's like being remodeled. Mm, yes, 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 yes. And then he cut the hole out of the drywall into the remodeling spot to put the camera. The place is being remodeled, but then he has like a bed and like like a murder shelf set up it's like the most obvious thing you think like if they're trying to plan the perfect murder how do you have like a murder den in your base like you would see this and you'd be like oh yeah this is a murder den you know what i mean like it's like a out of a movie set murder den from like every movie you see like this like oh a crazy guy has a wacky room in his basement with a bed and like places to tie people up and like rope and and like all the torture weapons like lined up on the side yeah it's like an in progress version of that american horror story basement yeah you like it's a, a murder basement it's like a common trope yep. in my head like if you said murder basement i'd be like oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah this movie radiator bed shelf full of murder toys yep. and like nothing else in the basement like the whole all the, the rest of the basement's empty no storage no like old picture books or something weird it's just like nope murder room in your basement you know what i was sort of hoping and i don't think and i'm, I'm not 100 percent sure i think what we saw was true but when the cops are talking to gosling and michael pitt about what they think happened they're sort of the reenactment i was like i wonder if this is what actually happened or if this is just what they think happened and i think it turns out to be both and then that's when we see like we sort of like the camera turns we see michael pitt there in addition to gosling but i was kind of hoping that like what they showed wasn't real and yep. that what actually happened was something different. Like, I think that would have been a good twist, but just like, oh no, like, I agree. they're just good cops and they know exactly for the most part what happened. They're saying it and the kids are like, oh no, we got to get out of here. I agree. I thought that it, it was going to be a reveal that like it was neither one of them and like the girl did it or something. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. what I thought was going to happen. Like Goldilocks like came down and was like, I'll finish her off. And you're like, oh shit, she was the one involved anyways. And like, yep. it's a love triangle and all this weird shit. But nope. Totally it. They're just really good cops. All right. Trailer time. If you go on YouTube, search Murder by Numbers trailer. It's from Movie Clips Classics, our favorite Murder by Numbers 2002 official trailer, Sandra Bullock movie, 57,000 views. Joe, I put it in the chat before. Yeah, I saw. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Three, two, one, play. It's also a trailer that's under two minutes long, which is a uh, yeah, Warner Brothers Castle Rock rare. Lots of rocks, old cabin. Oh, they show you the murder. The suicide it's, I mean, it's, pact. The, it's the first scene in the movie. Yes, yeah, sure. The perfect crime. Throw all the books away into the fire. Oh, they showed the murderer. Damn, hitting her with the hammer. Sandy. Oh, Sandy, looking through the thing. 
find the body. Secondary crime scene here. I think this is uh, the voiceover is the Don LaFontaine. I don't know if it's either him or somebody doing his impression, but this is like the classic, you know. It is the classic. Yep. It's only gonna get worse. Yep, it is. I was gonna say that. I thought you usually don't listen with audio, though. I do. Uh, I, I sort of happen. This makes it look much more stylized than the movie actually is. It does. It's got all those like kind of grindhousey filters and stuff like that. Like I feel like if they had done that, like I don't think this movie ever would have done that. But if they made it look like it was from the '70s, like I think that could have been really cool. But yeah. instead, they just want to make it like ultra modern and cool, and it didn't. Oh, monkey room. It didn't like really like work. Also, they sold us on the choking a little bit too much because he was just choking them there. And like Gosling's like a big choker in this movie. I like that in that classroom when Michael Pitt does his whole like dissertation and like the class like laughs at him or whatever as he stumbles and the girl's like, you really need to get lead. It's like, yeah, of course he does. Like every high school, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not like exactly. he's not trying to get lead. Yeah, you're a horny high school teenager. Oh, she sees it. See, murder basement. Yep. There we go. Bang! Oh, the, the lighter gun, yep. Ah. Uh... You're getting way too involved in this. Oh, she calls the victim Ophelia. She's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, so I'm just saying, yeah. like, the victim. She's like, we gotta, we gotta solve Ophelia's murder. And we see Gosling strangling her. Wow. I also feel like... trailer. I feel like they could have done a better job of linking this murder to her past. Yes. Like, it feels like there's no reason why she's disconnected to this murder. I thought that Charles Hudson, or what, Carl Hudson? Her husband. The reveal was that the other case that she's coming to is her husband. I was thinking it was going to be like, oh, it's Goss's dad. Oh. Or, like, the kid's dad or something, right? And he's, like, trying to, like, get the girl that put his dad away. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, but, like, unless we missed, like, unless we both missed something it feels like this is like it feels like this is how she is on every case like she gets obsessive about her work and it's just like we need to solve Ophelia's murder it's like well girl like relax like we get that you want to be good at your job but like this isn't personal well this one is more personal because as you see in the movie like when she goes down the ravine she finds the first body the body that they murder tossed down a ravine right and then we also see that like essentially the same thing happened to her so that that's why she's like flashback into it because when she falls down the thing we see that she was the girl that was almost murdered and her body was left there but she just happened to be awake it still feels like that's a bit of a stretch in terms of like why right. she cares so much about this like it just feels like that's no. too late into it i don't know no you know you're always driven by personal motivations and if she sees a lot of herself in this girl she's like i want to get this guy because it reminds me of what happened to me so yeah. i don't i don't think it's too much of a stretch not for me at least google game so i'm going to go on google and i searched for murder by numbers ryan gosling there were two things that came up but i searched ryan gosling murder by numbers and there's three different things that they're they're sort jacket of... no car yes sandra bullock yep um and i got one more yeah the, the classic what's what's the easiest in terms of like 2002 hair no nope. age yep okay cool so I got both age and how old was ryan gosling when he filmed murder by numbers interesting anything you need to guess that every time from now on just because it's like yeah we hit that we hit the tipping point right yep the Letterbox game is so we go on letterboxd.com. For reference sake, Joe, Mad Max Fury Road, the most popular film on Letterboxd, 386,000 people, okay? Yeah. Murder by Numbers, 2002, directed by Barbette Schroeder, Sandra Bullock, Ben Chaplin, Ryan Gosling, and Michael Pitt, has been seen by how many people? Also, Nick Offerman is a cop in like a couple scenes, or maybe one scene. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. 
I missed him. I like I I saw a cop that looked familiar. I saw his name and I didn't. I I think I just missed him. But yeah, he's a uh, he's a real baby. Oh, he's a real baby. Yeah, Ron Swanson in the flesh. Yeah, this Solving is murder. This is like seven or eight years before Parks. So yeah. Yeah. All right. How many people have seen Murder by Numbers? Oh, um, Leland was about four. Um, Sandy's in this one. It's an Erling yep. Goss movie, but it's a thriller. I'm gonna have to go like twenty three. Lower. Fifteen. Lower. Eight. Ten. Four. Fifteen. Okay. So out of those ten thousand people, average rating of two point seven. I gave it two I and a half. Underestimated the. I seriously overestimated the love of Sandy in film in um Letterboxd. Sorry. I don't know if I'm more surprised when you're like supernaturally good at this game or like because of that history when you're wildly off you know what i mean like i feel like they're both surprising to me in different ways it's like i don't know how you're this close sometimes and then just like because the same logic that you apply sometimes leads you wildly astray yes yeah yeah yeah. no yeah yeah it's just like you have to balance the guesses like i was thinking that people were like we fucking love sandy it's a sandy and gosling movie and a lot more people would have seen this seems like now we talked about the budget it's a little bit more big budget Maybe it had some things, but you have to remember this movie came out before the promos for the movie, like before Letterboxd came out, so you have to factor that in. Um, So out of those 10,400 people who have seen this, who caught wind of this marketing trailer, Sandy, Gosling, whatever, how many people have it in their top four? I will tell you it's a number higher than zero. It has to be like six at the most. Less. Fewer. Three? Three. Basically, nobody has written reviews. None of the three people who have this in the top four reviewed it. Uh, One person gave it five stars. One person liked it. One person didn't either. We're going to do, just because I think that you're going to be able to get three of these, uh, because they all have one big thing in common, Alexandra Buga at Alexandra Buga has Murder by Numbers as her number three movie. Um, She has rated 13 movies. She's given each of them five stars. Number number two movie is The Longest Ride, which feels like that Zeph movie with Piper. Uh, But it's like just a cowboy, like a sexy cowboy movie where like a girl falls in love with a sexy cowboy. Murder by Numbers is number three. So numbers one and four have a big thing in common with this movie. Gravity with Sandy. No, the other big thing in common with this movie. What's the other? Gosling? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Notebook. No. No, not the Notebook. Okay, so if you think, so here's here's a way to lead lead you down a specific path. So if you think about this, like the genre of this movie, and you think of Ryan Gosling. So the Robert Durst one. No, but close-ish. Drive. Drive is her number one, but that's not what I was trying to have you guess. Solving a murder. I don't. What was the other murder one? The Robert Durst one. That's the only murder I can think about. Um, good guys, the nice guys. No, we did it much more recently. It was an older movie. We did it like we did it since we 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 resumed. I don't know, man. Again, someone thinking that they are too smart, that they are above the law. They saw they they plan the perfect crime. Gosling on the other side of the law. Gosby on the pines. Nope. Is it Leland? Nope. I don't fucking know, dude. Fracture. Oh God. Yeah, I, I think I just blocked it out. Because that was like, that's this movie. That's like a guy pl- thinking he's too smart for his own good. Um, he's going to murder his wife and get away with it because there's no way that you can prove that I did it. Yeah. It's the same movie, except Gosling, instead of being the criminal, is a lawyer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess I blocked it out. Fire-ass titles. First thing I'm going to say, murder basement numbers. If we are <laughs> renaming this movie to be its most core basic elements, <laughs> murder by numbers is a terrible title for this movie. What, are you serious? Because I was going to say, I think I really like it. Where are the numbers? It's a play on, like, paint by numbers or, like, instructional 
list and stuff like that. Because they're reading the books. That's why it's like murder by numbers, like like by the book. You know I guess what I mean? so. I guess, but it just felt like that. Like it should have been. It felt like there should have been like some kind. Like I, I was sort of imagining like a very mathematical or very like specific calculating. No, I was whatever. I was taking it more um, figuratively than literally. Okay. Murder basement numbers. So you're, you're you're basically saying like murder by numbers is like murder one hundred and one. Murder one hundred and one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is how I took the title, which I guess is how it's supposed to be. But I just for whatever reason that didn't click in my brain, even though you guessed last week paint by numbers <laughs> yeah that was my joke of, but I, I just i didn't i didn't think about it like that i just thought about it like uh like there was gonna be some kind of like clues to the cipher like he was going to be like leading them to like zodiac it's yeah kind be of like... but like all like numbers based yeah no <laughs> I, w- I was getting it like the most picturesque easiest murder like the most obvious murder ever so murder we have murder basement numbers and murder 101 uh 927 broken clock yeah the perfect crime the perfect crime is really good. Fracture. <laughs> the the pact. Oh, I do like, and I was just I was trying to think of a name for the movie, but I do like that when Sandra Sandy is telling her partner about her husband, and she's describing like it happened to another girl, and then she's like, uh, clearly it was me because like why else would I know all the details of the story? And she's like, he was the most handsome man I ever met until I met Ryan Gosling. And I was like, oh okay, like okay, like that's uh, a little too much detail to share with your partner, but a random monkey. Ooh. Fibers. Fibers. Damn it. Yep. Uh, just the plan. The hyena. Hard-boiled. Hard, why hard-boiled? It's a type of detective. It's like an old-timey, pulpy detective. Okay. It's basically the type of character that she's playing. The new guy. About her partner? Yeah. Um, an unlikely alliance. Yeah, I was going for, like, part partners. Mm. That's a good one. That's That's a good one to end on, I think. Okay. Most and least boyfriend material moment. Joe, what is your pick? What is what is Ryan Gosling doing here that you think is the most boyfriend material thing he does all movie? I know that you posted the GIF. We already talked about it, but I think the, like, it's fun in the car. I'm going to drive real slow next to a girl and make her giggle. That's the most boyfriend material moment thing for me. I was thinking that because I was wondering, because, like, that's is that still, like, kind of low on the, on the list, on the ultimate, like, totem pole of boyfriend material moments that we've covered if that's like the best one he does like it's not a great one well he's a murderer he's a douchebag privileged high school murderer in this movie so like yeah it's low on the list six hundred dollar boots yeah exactly like what else does he do really i'm gonna say well i'm gonna gonna flip it i'm gonna think about most but i'm gonna say least boyfriend material moment aside from actual murder which is pretty bad but i don't want to make it that obvious i'm gonna say taunting sandy and being like "I, i can sense that you're damaged i can sense that you're broken i'm going to make you hurt by pointing out your flaws, by pointing out your shortcomings. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking, for me, the most obvious least boyfriend material moment was the like the revenge porn, like him like giving mm. the sex tape to like mult, like he gives it to you know his his buddy, and like also like that, like you like you shot secret porn of a girl, and then you give it away to someone. Like it's creepy enough that you would have it yourself. Yeah. But like then, yeah. like giving it is like, ha ha ha! Um, I still have this evidence. Is like, yeah, that's lame, dude. I for for most, I'm gonna go with something. It's it's sort of a low key most moment, but I'm just gonna say realizing that Michael Pitt has something to offer. Because like I feel like in class he just like you know shit talks on Michael Pitt and whatever. And then once he sort of has the realization that like basically people have value, I think that's like a like he's obviously just using this guy to take advantage of him. But I think like the realization that like people are people is. In, in a sense, in a weird, inverted sense, uh, a boyfriend material moment. That's fine. Yeah, I can see that. 
So our guesses last week, you said Ryan Gosling is a paint-by-numbers book designer. In the books, he does paint-by-numbers, but it's for gothic teen girls at Hot Topic. A lot of murder scenes in it. He's designing paint-by-number scenes for the crimes he's committing. He's murdering these people. I forgot to mention, the girl has self-painted nudes of herself on her walls. There is paint. So there's, there's some paint. paint. So I, I, I'll give you partial credit, because it's not. It has, it has nothing okay. to do with Gosling. No, it doesn't. Paint. But painting is a part of the movie, which shouldn't be yes. when the na- the title's paint by mm-hmm, numbers, mm-hmm. or murder by numbers. You said the most moment was he designs a paint by numbers painting of a girl he's dating, but then murders her anyway, too. So you got that he murders a girl he's with. No, he doesn't. He's not really dating that girl. They, like, find her. She's random, remember? Goldilocks is just, like, the girl that he was dating that his friend's now dating. They murder a random girl that they found in, like, a supermarket parking lot. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. He's a doubly bad boyfriend. There's paint by numbers of her sleeping, then her missing body parts and limbs. Um, Sandra Bullock is the girl he's dating, or she's his paint by numbers editor. In in that regard, no points. No, but we get a lot of sleeping women, and we had the the painted sleeping nudes of the other girl so i think that i was i was close you got partial credit for the paint for sure thanks i said that sandra bullock is a hard-boiled detective check uh investigating a serial killer not quite gosling goes to the police office to help Mm, he goes but not for helping he calls them to help he like gives them the tip he knows things yes he helps and finds clues in bodies in an innocent way but as time goes on he becomes too insightful and knowledgeable and turns out he's the killer he's been setting sandra bullock as the final target since he met him also kind of check yeah yeah, you did really good. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. You definitely won that round. So, Joe, the closer. next one, and I've never seen this movie, but I just saw what the the poster is, so I kind of know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna recuse myself from this. The next movie is The Slaughter Rule. The Slaughter Rule. Yep. R U L E. Yep. Like bring your daughter to the slaughter, and then uh, Slaughter Rule. R U L E. So I'm not gonna say what it is. I know. I know enough about what it is that, like, I would be in the ballpark, and that just feels unfair. So okay. I, I don't know what the plot is, but I know sort of what the setting is. If that, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about when we actually get to the movie. Okay. But what do you think the slaughter rule is about? Most boyfriend, least boyfriend material moments. The slaughter rule is about Ryan Gosling, who plays a butcher's apprentice. Okay. His father is a butcher. Ryan Gosling is his his young apprentice because he's gonna be like you know, 18 at this time, right? And he one day is going to take over the the butcher shop. Okay. That's his that's his dream. His father tells him that there's there's one thing that he will tell him before he gives the shop to him, but he's too young to know it now. And on his deathbed, his father tells him the slaughter rule. Okay. Always say a prayer before you have to slaughter the animal to thank them and don't waste any of the parts. He says, okay, and and then he gets, his father dies, and he gets the butcher's job. Okay. The most boyfriend material moment is, yep, yep. we'll get to a point mm-hmm. when Gosling has a son. He's like, buddy, one day you'll be a butcher, like your grandfather was, like I am, mm-hmm. and I will tell you the slaughter rule. Okay. And it's just like an endearing father-son moment, and it's just going to be like so sweet. The least boyfriend material moment is, is that... The butcher shop is a front, and that he grinds people up and puts them in the sausages. Perfect. His and his father was a murderer too. That's the real slaughter rule. Yeah, the real slaughter rule is that like he like Dexter finds out that his dad was a murderer the whole time. Perfect. Feeding people people sausages, 
and he becomes a murderer, and then he's training his son to be a murderer, too. So what the movie's actually about, I think, is football. Oh, like calling the game, like, if the score's too high? I guess. I have no idea. But all I know is that two of the next three movies, this, and then in, in, in three movies, two after the slaughter rule, is going to be Remember the Titans. Yeah. So are firmly entering the football era of Gosling's career. Apparently. At least on the cover, there's, like, football stuff. So I'm assuming it's about football. <laughs> maybe, there's a, maybe there's a side plot with a butcher, but I don't know... But yeah, the I hope slaughter so. Rule. I like my movie. I think that my movie scripts are always pretty good. Well, yours are like the inverse of fire ass titles. Like instead of fire ass titles into what the movie's about, you're writing a fire ass plot about what the title ex- implies. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's how that's how I try to do all these movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Joe, let us nominate this for some Ryan Gosling awards, Golden Geese, Golden Fleece, whatever we want to call them. Best film, no. Worst film, no. We don't have a most fun film, which I feel like. This is pretty fun. I know, but I don't know if we have any others. Like, are there any other in, in this realm? Like, it feels like it's no, just No, because he this. goes so indie. Yeah, he goes, like, so indie, so they're, like, not fun. They're just, like, movies. Most disappointing movie, not not at all. Like, this was a, this was a surprise gem, in in a sense. Not that it's good, but again, that's fine. Also, pairing it back, pairing it against Leland, just coming off of yep. Leland, I'm yep. like, whew. This feels great, yeah. Best or worst role, I'm going to say no. No, it's bland. Most or least boyfriend, boyfriend material caliber role, Nah. Not most. Not least either, I don't think. At least he's a douchebag murderer. He's not really boyfriendy. He shot revenge porn of the girl and shit. I'll say at least. That's fair. Um, oh, we do have a most fun film. Yeah, here we go. Gangster Squad, La La Land, Lars and the Real Girl, Murder by Numbers, The Nice Guys. Best song? Cool. There's nothing here. Best nope. soundtrack? No. Best nope. cinematography? Definitely not. Best costumes? No. no. I feel like there's, 90s there's, clothes. there's the outfits, like there's his murder outfit, but it's not really like the... I don't want to nominate yeah. the entire movie for that. Best or worst hair? No, this was this was fine. This was it wasn't yeah, as was... bad as Leland, but it wasn't great either. Yep. Best or worst love story? No. Best scream? No. Best cry? No. Best punch in the face? Car door. Car door by Sandy for sure. And then we're also gonna say punched by Michael Pitt. He does not play any instruments. Uh, best Ryan Gosling kill. I want to say yes, but I want to vote for his death falling off the thing. Well, we can have we have best death for sure. Oh, okay. But so I think not the, the best. best kill, I think, is probably the murdering the drug dealer. No, I, those, those kills aren't very good to me. I like the, his death, for sure. Well, we can not, we can always cut this down, because like, we have, I think we're just sort of logging every kill that he has, and then we can sort of just pick the five best ones, okay, and those can be the nominees. Fair. That's fair. Fake suicide, planted suicide. Yeah, okay. Uh, best job, no. Best dancing scene, no. Best death, yes. Falling off a balcony into no, a cliff. No, Sandy throwing him off the balcony. Thrown off a thrown off a balcony, okay. Into water. And then best non gods role, male or female. I'm gonna say Sandra Bullock. Again, it doesn't quite fit, but just she's she's good in this. Yeah, she's good. Seven nominees. Least boyfriend material caliber role, most fun film, two for bunch uh, best punch in the face, best kill, best death, and then Sandy. Which yeah, feels right. Feels good to me. So next week we'll be back with the slaughter rule about football and maybe also butcher shops. And murders. We are, I think there's like eight more, I think there's maybe six more Gosling movies, two TV shows, and then we've got our awards show, and then our award nomination show, our clip show, and then our actual award show. So there's about ten more episodes in total, six more movies. Like, we're, we're almost caught up with all the Gosling. Like, we've seen something like 80% maybe of his movies now? Like, we're, we're close. Wow. The important thing, every other Tuesday, actually right now I think we're still in the stretch of every Tuesday, Too Fast, Too Forever, our Fast and the Furious podcast, the same thing that this is, except about the Fast and Furious movies. A little bit more fun, maybe, even, because it's like a little bit zanier. We also have guests, which is cool. 
Play yeah, other games true. over there. Play. Uh, we have a personality quiz over there, which I love. Every other Tuesday or every Tuesday on wherever you get this podcast. And also, we have a Channing Tatum podcast and Zach Efron podcast that are sort of in hiatus-ish right now. But there's always new episodes every once in a while on both of those feeds, so check those out. But for all things Boyfriend Material, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, boyfriendmaterial at cageclub.me. Come back next week for the slaughter rule, and let us know what you thought of Murder by Numbers, if you've seen this movie, I guess. I don't know. Just say hi. Hi. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next week right here on Boyfriend Material. In old Transylvania, when I was a lad, our castle was cold, yet we never were sad. We learned to be happy, we danced around the hall, and learning to count was the key to it all. By counting each count, I knew just where to start. And one special step has stayed close to my heart. <laughs> one, two, three, spread out the cape. One, two, three, twirl round the floor. One, two, three, left foot you swing. One, two, three, then start to sing. One, two, three, loud as you please. One, two, three, counting with ease. 